Optimize My Life Presents. Rising to the Majors, Laugh in the Face of Adversity with host Gavin Johns. We are live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join us live by calling 714-816-4686. Out of respect for our guests and hosts, please limit comments and questions to one minute at a time and on topic to the show. Thank you and welcome our host Gavin Johns and Rising to the Majors. Happy Monday. How are you? Doing well. How are you, Mary? Happy Monday. It is also Columbus Day and Indigenous Day. Awesome. Big day. Let's go. Hmm. <sighs> it's a lot today. You know, it's just a little sad that, you know, they started celebrating Columbus Day because only because Christopher Columbus discovered America. Theoretically, he never he didn't, he missed it, but not the point. And because of his big travel, the world wasn't flat. And now they changed it to Indigenous Day because 100 years after Columbus sailed and landed here, all these people settled here and took over the land. Hey, you learn something new every day, huh, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> my guest didn't show up today, so I had to pull something out of my butt to, for the show. <laughs> I love that. You always have the facts. <sighs> nice. I like Google's here. So how are things going with you? Going great. Yeah, going great. Um, yeah, honestly, it was funny. I was talking with one of my, one of the other owners uh, for Galvanized Global and just saying, like, I love Mondays. <laughs> I know everyone kind of, like, despises Mondays, but I love it because it really, you know, sets the tone for the week. And I think it's just so important, you know, as far as, you know, planning your week out, obviously no week goes exactly how you think it's going to go, but, you know, you set some important things or goals you want to do. And I think it can really make or break the week, you know, how you, how you started off because uh, it's a lot more fun being ahead than playing catch up from my experience. So I like Mondays. Uh, I've been starting a new thing, getting up just earlier, uh, in the day, kind of all around, going to bed earlier, and yeah, had, had a, just got done with the workout actually, and had a little baseball training earlier today. Um, so yeah, ready to ready to rock. You've what been busy. 
Always. Yeah, I love staying busy. Mondays are my busiest days, but I like it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. That's just because I have my group stuff. Well, what's really cool is I ended up, we're working on preparing for our Veterans Week show. We'll have different shows. You know, we have our shows every day, but we're going to highlight veterans and different soldiers and what they did in their service. And we're getting a lot of comments and a lot of World War II veterans that will be coming on. And one of the gentlemen that will be on one of the shows is actually one of the original Tuskegee Airmen. I kind of missed that last part. What did you say, Mary? One of the gentlemen that will be coming on the show is one of the original Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, wow. Nice. I called, um, he's a veteran, his name's Dr. Jerry Brown, who's um, a chaplain and 30-year career in the military and business owner and all about the mind and health and body. <laughs> and I, five-minute conversation turned into a two-hour conversation about different soldiers that he knew and connecting me with. Phenomenal gentlemen. And the reason I say that is majority of the women didn't serve in the capacity they do now back during World War II. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah, it is exciting. We'll be in the presence of greatness before they're all gone so that they can tell their stories. Yeah, that's powerful. So what's the topic for today? The topic for today, I got two. Uh, Number one is discipline. Two is, well, they got to wait until we get to that part. (laughs) It's a really good one, too. Um, yeah, I'd like to just start off in the discipline. Oh, before we get going, um, you know, of course, extra special prayers for Israel, everything that's going on there around the world. And, um, a little, I guess, update for me. Um, I'm in contact with a couple teams, which is cool for winter ball out of the country. And they're basically saying that, you know, right now at just the start of the season that the rosters are full because it's a little bit later. You know, I wasn't expecting to play winter ball at the beginning of the season, but then, you know, I had the injury, came back, now I'm 100% healthy, and, you know, people have been telling me and I've been feeling that it's a, it's a good opportunity. You know, if I get an opportunity with the team internationally to go get some at-bats, have some fun, uh, you know, I've been practicing my Spanish, so that's been good. And, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, you know, just, uh, or yeah, like I was saying, you know, so, so a lot of spots open up, you know, as the season gets going, you know, things happen and opportunities open up. Uh, so I'm kind of like on call waiting for that. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, and, and that could be, you know, could be like a month from now, I don't know, but yeah, in the meantime, just training for baseball, you know, every day in the gym, on the field and, and, and business as well, you know, we're growing the business. So that's been good. And, yeah, really just being intentional, spending time with my family, growing in my faith. Um, I really love the off season. 
uh, you know, it's a time for growth, you know, because during season it's really hard to work on things. You know, you're out there on the field, you're, you're competing, and, you know, you're putting all your practice to use, you know. So you don't want to make too big of adjustments. But in the off season, that's really the time where you can grow, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically. So I really enjoy this time. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I've, I've just been learning recently a couple things that were on my heart and, um, you know, keys to success, you know, and one of them is discipline, you know, and uh, was kind of journaling, jotting some things down, some key points to be able to help uh, people uh, be disciplined in their lives. So number one is <laughs> – to be disciplined is you got to set clear goals. You know, we've talked about this before, Mary, just uh, being intentional, setting goals, short-term goals, small goals, long-term goals, big goals. Goals keep you on track, you know. They, 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 they bring a purpose. They bring a focus. And it helps you stay disciplined. You know, if you have that goal, you want to lose a certain amount of weight, you want to lose whatever, 10 pounds in 10 weeks or whatever it may be, then, uh, you know, you got to set those goals because, you know, then you have that why, you know, it's like, oh, why am I doing this? You know, it's because you have that goal, you know, and it keeps you disciplined naturally, you know, when you have, uh, you know, different distractions or temptations arise that you can be disciplined with your mind. And, you know, discipline, it really is difficult in the moment, but, you know, long-term is very beneficial, you know. Uh, there's so many things, you know, today's day and age, you know, Linda and I were talking about it, you know, just about the microwave culture, everyone wants things now and things are such, you know, easily accessible, you know, from our phones, you know, whatever it may be, we can, you know, order something on Amazon, get it literally the next day or two days, you know, <laughs> so, you know, uh, but we got to discipline our minds, you know, discipline our bodies. Um, so, you know, number one is just set clear goals. Number two is routine. Got to have a routine. You know, there's got to be some consistency uh, in your day. And what I've found is, you know, achieving your goals, whatever it is, for me, for baseball or business or, you know, faith or, you know, whatever it is for you. You know, if you want to get a raise, if you want to, you know, strengthen your relationships, you just want to feel happier, healthier, um, you know, you have some sort of consistency. What I've learned is, you know, the compound effect is if you put, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, let's say 30 minutes a day focused on what you want to achieve in a year, it's going to yield huge results rather than if you just, you know, work out or, or you know, be disciplined when you feel like it, you know. And, um, you know, that's, that's the next thing I found is just routine, having some consistency. Obviously, you know, life happens, stuff happens. But thing too, just to help with that is, uh, you know, like Mark, I think it was Mark Twain, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Mark Twain, he said, you know, eat the frog, which means do the hardest things at the beginning of the day when you have the most energy, because, you know, if you put them off until later in the day, you know, you're not going to be as motivated, you're not going to have high energy, and um, it's just not going to be as quality of work, um, and just so you don't forget to do the important things, you know, do them right away. Michael Jordan said that too, so... Yeah, those are the first two. We'll kind of take a little intermission here, see what you think about those, Mary, just uh, setting clear goals and then having a routine or some consistency. You know, one of the big things and the biggest challenge to goals is making them obtainable and specific and having that measurable moment that you know you've achieved that goal or not. 
Oh, so many people, like for instance, it's our goal to lose weight, but that's it. They won't measure, you know, how much weight do you want to lose? <clears throat> Is it in terms of muscle mass or, you know, and that's where you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure is you got to make sure when you do set these goals, it's something you can obtain, but also something you can measure and is realistic. Absolutely. No, that's a great piece of advice, Mary. I've definitely fallen into that trap before, you know, we get excited and we just set these huge unrealistic goals and then, you know, little time goes by and uh, we get discouraged, you know, because they're too big, you know, so that's great advice. And even if you do have an extremely big goal, break it down into smaller, smaller steps, you know, just like Mary said, something that's measurable, something that's, you know, the smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, reachable, and timetable. Um, So, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So number three is, you have priorities. So that is huge for discipline because if you don't have priorities and then things come up, you're going to be, you know, real likely and vulnerable to kind of fall into things that you didn't set your mind to do. You know what I mean? So I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, we're talking about eating healthy, you know, eating healthy. So you want to, you want to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. And, um, you know, I'm talking not to you, Mary, I'm just talking specifically anyone mm-hmm. listening, um, you know, you want to lose 10 pounds, 10 weeks, you got to have priorities, you know, obviously, you know, us as believers, you know, our faith, you know, God, number one, uh, you know, family, number two. Um, and then, you know, after that, you know, it could be, you know, finances could be, you know, mental health, different things. And then, you know, you got to, you got to prioritize your health. You know, you have to make it a priority. That's what I've found. You know, if you just kind of like, yeah, I want to get healthier. It's like, you just say, it's kind of like just going through the motions. Like I've been there before, but if you really want something, you set that intention, you set that goal, you're, you're having a routine, you find a consistency, then you have priorities, you know, and I, I literally list them out, you know, my priorities. And uh, so then, you know, say it's over the weekend and, you know, a bunch of people want to, you know, invite me to, you know, whatever, go to a fast food restaurant. Hey, we're going to a fast food restaurant. You want to come? Um, maybe, you know, I'll kind of let you know. Or I might go and just not eat the fast food. You know what I mean? I might go for the social aspect, you know. Um, so just priorities is, is super important and, um, you know, to, to being disciplined, you know. So, so, so you stick to what you still have to do. And obviously no one's perfect. That's another thing that's important is with discipline, nobody's perfect. God gives us grace. We have to give ourselves grace too. You know, if we, you know, maybe we do something we didn't like to do, maybe not a smart decision, maybe not a healthy decision, maybe something that doesn't uh, help us get closer to our goals. We got to give ourselves grace. That's super important too. Number four, you got to remove distractions. Um, You know, one tip that I used to do, when I was completing my master's degree was I used to do 45 minute increments of studying with a five to 10 minute break in between. And for the 45 minutes, I would turn my phone off and I would put it in my drawer or in another room charging. And that really helped me just stay focused. Now during the break, during the five, 10 minutes, I'd be on my phone. I'd 
whatever, answer text messages, whatever it may be. The phone is one of the biggest distractions I find nowadays, you know, and you can really go in some rabbit holes and lose discipline and, and, um, you know, it's addicting, you know, so we gotta, we gotta, you know, stay focused. Um, so yeah, we'll go on those next two. What do you think about those priorities? Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, and just removing distractions, you know, how that, how that can help everyone stay disciplined. You know, that's the hard part is the distractions because, you know, really, if it's something you don't want to do, you will find anything and everything to distract yourself from a piece of paper on your desk to a piece of dust or something. And that's where you just got to put everything behind you away. I know, like, you've learned this one from calling me as I keep my phone away from me a lot. And I'll set it down somewhere in the house and go work out in the garage. Cause that's where my office and studio is. I forget where I set it down. <laughs> Just so that we have that, you know, clean space area to work that's quiet, but also using music to help you focus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, music can definitely help you focus. What, do, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, to help you focus? Depends on what I'm doing. So if I'm like really dreading doing something and I just need to pump myself up, then I'm listening to things like Rough Riders. I'm like really odd when it comes to my music. Or I'll do like Toby Keith and some of that stuff. But if I want to just mellow out and just, you know, I'm taking a class or I'm doing some some um, testing and things I need to do. Then it's like the binaural beats and frequency music that helps. I love that. <laughs> open up your brain. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I am like all over the place when it comes to music. Oh, that's awesome. I used to have, I mean, I didn't make it, but there was this playlist I listened to when I'm studying or working, you know. It's called Study Vibes. So if anyone has Spotify, check out Study Vibes. It is, it is good. I, I don't do a lot of, like, instrumental music. Or, no, I, I do a lot of instrumental music, not a lot with, like, lyrics. Because the lyrics for me is distracting. I'll be, like, mm-hmm. really thinking about what they're saying, and it'll take my mind on that. Um, but I like instrumental music. Sometimes I'll listen to, like, uh, like classical music. But sometimes, I don't know, classical music gets, like, too deep in my thoughts. Too, like, overly analytical. <laughs> Study vibes is that, a good balance. <laughs> that's where I like the frequency music, because it, it becomes to the point that when you're listening to it, it actually, you don't even really hear it. Yeah. And it's designed yeah, exactly. with particular frequencies to actually open up your conscious and subconscious brain to help you retain what you're lear- learning. We were yeah, having a discussion that. about that last night with my son because he's always loved like the Gregorian chants, which have its own frequency music built into it naturally. And the kid has the okay. memory of an elephant. He does not forget anything. Oh. Awesome. 
It is until you tell him you're going to do something and you forgot to do it. And he reminds you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So the last one I have for number five for discipline is just practicing self-control. You know, self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically characteristics that come from the Holy Spirit, come from God. You know, there's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And the ninth one is self-control. And it's one of the most difficult, you know, just like we're saying, there's a lot of distractions, but what I've learned in talking with other people about our discipline and have been really successful in their field and are happy and are healthy, <laughs> they practice they practice self-control, you know. Sometimes you have to say no to things. Sometimes you got to say no thank you, right? You can be polite about it, but you don't have to say yes to everything all the time, right? Especially if things don't serve, you know, things that are going to help you, right? So... You know, we got to practice self-control. And what I've learned is the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Actually, it's not even it becomes easier. You become stronger, right? That willpower muscle, right? That's like you got to exercise that. It's like if you don't go to the gym for a few weeks or a month or two months or a year, of course you're going to lose muscle. The same thing with our self-control, the same thing with our mind. we got to discipline our mind. And... You know, discipline can't just be in one area of our lives. It has to be in all aspects of our life, right? Because everything's connected, right? You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And, you know, if I want to be, right, if I want to be, you know, more focused, more disciplined in baseball, it's got to carry over to other aspects of my life, right, to the gym, to how, how I eat, how I feel my body, how I sleep, how I treat other people, you know. So it's not easy, but discipline is very good and and definitely a trait for success. It's helped me get to where I'm at, and God willing, it'll help me to get to where I want to go to be a Major League Baseball player. I have a Bible verse right here, Hebrews 12, 11. I've really been diving deep in Hebrews lately. But Hebrews says, at the moment, discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruits to those who have been trained by it. Mm. I love that Bible verse. Just really, you know, basically talks about, you know, delayed gratification, that's what it's called, you know. Basically saying no to things like pleasures in the moment that, you know, may feel really good, sound really good, whether it's, you know, eating that whatever food or whatever it may be, right? You're trying to be disciplined. And saying no and being patient until that, passes by and then later on right it's like saving money right saving money is like really difficult because like we want to buy things right like we have our wants we have our needs you know or what we think we need and you know but if we just you know save that money it's hard in the moment right but later on we'll be happy because we're not stressing about money later about bills later right um so like i said this crosses over in every aspect discipline you know from mentally to physically to spiritually to finances to relationships, everything, um, you know, just personal development, right? Like that's something we talk about at Galvanize Global, you know, or I, I talk about, I should say, with uh, – I can't speak for the other motivation coaches, but with my clients, talk about, you know, 
improving your quality of life, you know, I ask, I ask my clients, you know, you know, if you can improve one or two aspects of your life to improve your quality of life, to be happier, healthier, more financially free, whatever it may be, like what would they be? And then it opens up a discussion, you know, and there, there's usually a gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And usually that connector is discipline, right? They may set some goals or they may need help setting goals. That's something we do too, you know, help, help them set goals, help them stay motivated along the journey because it's difficult. You know, discipline takes motivation too, you know. Um, and, you know, both those are, are similar. They go hand in hand. But not always are you going to be motivated, especially if you don't always have someone right next to you, like, all the time, right, which is, like, the normal case for the average human being. Like, even if they work with a motivation coach, a personal trainer, there's a lot of freedom in this world to make your own decisions. And just being a mature being a person, person – Having discipline will help you in the long run. And, um, you know, like I said, all these things go together. Setting goals, having a routine, priorities, remove distractions, self-control. Maybe just pick one of these things and and focus on that. Really master that and move to the next one because that's another thing is you don't, you don't want to be overwhelmed, you know. Uh, just, you know, one thing at a time. Simplify it. So, yeah, you have anything you'd like to add to that, Mary? No, not really. I mean, you hit it all nail on the head. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, has anyone put any questions yet, uh, do you know, uh, in the chat or anything, or maybe any questions you have for me? Um, one of the big questions I have, um, can you be a little more specific and explain the process of Goal setting and how one can do it successfully. As far as, um, would you mind being more specific? Maybe it'll help me be more specific in my answer. I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, would you mind just like like what aspect of goal setting? You know, because it's it's there's a lot you know into it, but. Uh, you know, that pertains to that. If you wouldn't mind being more specific, I could be more oh, specific yeah. in my in my answer, yeah. You know, like the SMART goal system, you know, how do we set them so that they're attainable? You know, how we how would we word them so that we, uh, we can achieve them? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good. I, you know, personally, I, I 100% think you know the correct answer to that is to have an accountability coach, right? Whether it's a motivation coach in Galvanize Global, whether it's a personal trainer, whether it's a friend, a mentor, a sibling, you know, parent, you know, you know, you know. Sometimes not everyone is going to you know, believe that you can do something and that, you know, that's okay too. (laughs) You know, I've had a lot of doubters in my career. Um, But I think there is some common sense, you know, uh, for general things, right? Like if you have a health goal, right? Like there's experts out there that know how to achieve those goals, right? That's why, like we hired specialists, you know, to come on our team and 
I've gotten training. You know, I've got my nutritionist license, got like goal setting, success certification. And, you know, one of the biggest things I've found, you know, when setting goals is to research, you know, um, to really have, have more of a deeper understanding, get some knowledge, right? Like if you want to become something or you want to achieve something, you have to learn as much as you can about that, whether that's reading books, talking to other people, researching online, watching YouTube videos. you got to get a sponge, you know, first, you know. And, um, yeah, I'd say that's a good starting point. Just get as much knowledge as you can, and then it'll be easier to set more realistic goals. And um, throughout the process, what I've learned is you kind of adjust the goal, you know, like, um, you know, my goal, I had a goal, like, I want to be a major league baseball player for the New York Yankees shortstop, right? And I, I mean, I still have that goal, but throughout the process, if the Yankees don't sign me to their team, I'm not going to feel like a failure because my goal is to be a major league baseball player, you know? So you want to be specific, but you also want to be flexible and know when to be flexible, I'd say. So as far as setting, you know, specific, I'd say accountability coach will help you with that. Measurable. Um, and honestly, like just kind of going for it, like trial and error, you know what I mean? Like I think failure is one of the best teachers and I, I have set a lot of big goals in my life and I have achieved a lot, but I also haven't achieved some goals that I set, you know, cause they're so big, but I would achieve a lot more than if I didn't, you know what I mean? So I'm a huge believer uh, dream big and freaking go and go for it, you know. Um, so you know, one thing that I've learned through my goal setting success certification is find things that you're passionate about. You know, if you're not passionate about like actually, you know, losing weight or like find a way to like trick yourself into it, you're not going to be able to do it. You know, even like you guys like Muhammad Ali. Don't quit. Mary, I'm getting some noise in the background. Uh, so, you know, Muhammad Ali, he says, you know, don't quit, suffer now, and you will live the rest of your life as a champion. You know, he didn't enjoy the training part, he says, you know, but he was passionate about boxing. He spoke it into existence. You know, there's another quote that says, I'm the greatest. I, or he said, what did he say? I said that even before I was, or before I, I knew I was, or something like that. Some quote. Basically, like, he spoke it into existence, you know? And, you know, you put powerful words out there with meaning behind it in the world, and I believe that God is going to reward that, you know, if you're really serious about doing that. And it's something that aligns with his will, you know? A lot of people, they set goals, and they're just, like, overly selfish, and I don't believe God's going to reward that. And if you do, it's not going to be really enjoyable. You're not going to really appreciate it. It's not going to be the fullest, most meaningful thing it can be, you know. Uh, But, um, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, he was passionate about boxing. Like I said, he wanted to be a world champion. He enjoyed the feeling of being a successful boxer, of making a lot of money, right, of, of being the greatest, like one of the greatest of all time. I believe he's the greatest of all time. Floyd Mayweather might disagree with me. <laughs> we had some talks. <laughs> but, um, you know, 
I think that, you know, it's super important to have a deep-rooted desire and passion behind setting your goals. And, um, you know, it, 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 that's a part of faith, too, and that's, you know, we'll get into that this next part. But, you know, you're not always going to know every step of the way to how to get to where you want to go, but that's what faith is. It's taking that first step, right? And step by step, you stay close with God, and he lights the way for you. He, he opens doors, right? He provides resources. You know, there's two things I know for a fact with God is when you're in line with his will, he provides for you, and he protects you. When you get outside his will, he doesn't provide for you, and he doesn't protect, protect you. And so that's a humbling thing, <laughs> food for thought. But, um, yeah, that's a great segue. We'll get into the next part right here. So the next part for everyone who stuck around. This is awesome. Thank you for, for joining. Stay, stay till the end. And um, if you have any questions, put them in the Facebook group, put them in the chat, uh, reach out to us on social media. Uh, you can go to my personal website, GavinJohns.pro, or my business website, GalvanizeGlobal.com. If you want a personal motivation coach, we can help you out. So the second half of this is faith over fear. So what is that? You know, what is fear? You know, fear is a thought that turns into an emotion and a feeling that is a thought of doubt, thoughts of, of being scared, being lonely. You know, there's so many things that could come from fear, right? A lot of fear comes from the future, fear of things that haven't even happened yet. And I was actually listening to a super powerful um, audio this morning when I went on a run, and it was talking about that, you know, having faith over fear. And that's the key to living life fearlessly and courageously. And it's a natural human response to have fear if we're not in control of our mind, our body, and our spirit, we will fall into fear. Now, the opposite comes from God, right? Faith comes from God. And there's a lot of things in this world that will bring us fear. It might be you don't think your bills are going to be paid. It might be you don't think whatever, you're going to get the person of your dreams in the future. Um, there's just so many things that you'd be like, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if? I would encourage everyone to live in the moment. And I don't say that, oh, my gosh, like, you know, they say today's culture. It's like, oh, my gosh, YOLO, like, let's go party like it's 1999. No. Enjoy life. Enjoy the blessings God gives you. Be disciplined, but have faith. So I'm going to go through five things that can help you be a great example to yourself and others for faith over fear. Number one, positive affirmations. Say positive affirmations every day and it helps me because you can either speak life or you can speak death from it's a literally a biblical verse you know like life and death comes from the power of the tongue and you can either build yourself up or break yourself down you can build others up or break them down by just how you talk and how you think and it's a feedback loop you talk positively you're going to think positively if you think positively you're going to talk positively and it's it's great. Positive affirmations. You know, write down the things, the person you'd like to be. 
Um, you know, I am confident. I am successful. I am statements are huge. And you might not fully feel it, fully believe it when you read it. But the more you read it, the more you convince yourself and the more actions you start taking towards who you want to be. There's another quote. I've shared this before. It was a few weeks ago. But, you know, it says, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words to become your actions. Watch your actions to become your habits. Watch your habits to become your character. Watch your character creates your destiny. And I was like, wow, you know. <laughs> so there's two parts to this. You know, one is like, okay, like one thought literally could take you way off track or it could really put you on track, right? It could really turn your day around. Um, but second is like, hey, we have control of our thoughts. You know what I mean? And um, – we might not have control, we've talked about this before, to like all our external circumstances or emotional thought response, but how we respond to those thoughts and how we take control of our thought life and how we set the tone for our day when we wake up is powerful. So speak positively to yourself and others. Visualize. So this is something I do for baseball that helps. This is something I do for life that helps. Is visualize. Visualize positive outcomes. Visualize yourself if you're stressed in a happy place being relaxed, you know, you know, visualize the life of your dreams that you want to live and then go achieve it. You know what I mean? Everyone's looking for this secret formula and there are some, you know, some secrets and tips for success. But the overarching thing that I've found is you got to, you got to believe, first you got to dream, you got to dream and think creatively and you got to believe you can do it. And then, and then you got to go put in the work. And grind until you get it, and then enjoy it once you get it. <laughs> it's, it's no fun if you don't enjoy it once you get there, right? So visualize, visualize, visualize. Number three is community. Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Are they bringing, are they building you up, or are they breaking you down? Are they are they jealous of you? Are they are they envious of you or are they proud of you? Are they excited for you? Do they make you feel good about yourself or do they make you not feel good about yourself? You know, community, strong community, whether it's a church, family, whether it's friends, whether it's Galvanized Global, whether it's the Hope Collection, join multiple, we encourage multiple, positive community groups. Not only do the people in the groups need you, but you need them. It goes both ways. So number three, community. And I'll stop right there before we get to the next two. So Mary, do you have anything you'd like to add or any questions about that? Positive affirmations, visualization, and community in regards to having faith over fear. Well, first of all, fear is just your body's natural response to the unknown. Yeah, that's true. It's a fight or flight response or state. It's something you're unfamiliar with, so your body's trying to protect itself. The problem I have with positive affirmations and being everything is positive is the simple fact that when you're looking at things, are you being honest with yourself? Or are you gaslighting yourself into being over positive and not looking at things realistically? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, I believe hugely in the power of optimism. 
it's helped me a lot. Um, I also think there's a time and a place. You do have to be realistic. Uh, you don't want to suppress the emotions, right? Like if you had a serious life situation, you want to be able to talk to someone about that, be able to tell them how you really feel, you know? Uh, so you gotta, you gotta have integrity with yourself, with others. You gotta be honest, but I, I, I have, I have honestly had some like huge life changing transformational moments in my life from positive affirmations. Like my days, my weeks, my months, my years have changed drastically. And I've learned that things that are negative it's just a downward spiral and I have a hard time getting myself out of that. But if I'm feeling like so, so kind of day and I really start reading some positive affirmations or someone else gives me some encouragement, like skyrockets. And that's, I mean, that's for me personally, that's one of my love languages, you know, is words of affirmation. So I know that. And, uh, you know, so maybe it's not for everybody. Well, um, no, there's a fine line that you walk between positive affirmations and being realistic. I'm not saying don't be positive, be Downy Debbie Downer. I'm saying be positive, but at the same time be, a risk, be realistic with yourself. You know, when bad things happen, bad things happen. Don't go looking for bad things to happen. You know, that's when you're creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm a curse. Everything bad always happens to me. Well, yeah, it's going to happen because you're looking for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of attraction. Right. You know, it's that fine line of, you know, yeah, this happened, but you know what? I'm okay with that because I survived it. I overcame that obstacle. You're being positive, and you're giving yourself that affirmation, but you're being honest with yourself at the same time. I'm talking about the people that, you know, are gaslighting, where everything that happens in their life has to be positive. You know, you can say that you just crashed your car. Oh, well, you know, that's okay. Sorry, I don't know. You got me. That was, that was a good one. That was pretty extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the way people think now. I mean, we've got people that believe the world is flat right now. <laughs> well, we could go on a whole other tangent through that right now when people think. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the world, man. <laughs> you know, you want to be positive and optimistic, but realistic at the same time. It's like your goal. You always want to be realistic, but still be that upper positivity. Yeah, definitely. Now I see where it's coming from. I agree. I agree. The middle ground, not the extreme. <laughs> I'm an extreme guy. I know that. <laughs> uh, so is my daughter. <laughs> What was that? Oh, she is. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> That's what I say all the time. Or That's the fact great. is, is you know what? In about 10 years, you're going to see her on TV. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A lot of successful people are like that. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing for them, a curse for their parents. <laughs> All right, we got the 
Tell your mom I understand what she went through with you. Yeah. I mean, being a parent's not easy, you know. Um, I'm I'm excited one day when I become a parent. Honestly, like for a while, I'm not gonna lie. It was like I was like. <laughs> I wasn't really motivated. Like, I was like, okay, like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of like the American dream, you know, what people do. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, just so focused on baseball, you know. But, I mean, lately, I was like, hey, you know, whenever whenever God's timing, you know. Um, I'm not lonely whatsoever, but man is meant to be with a woman, you know, right? And, you know. It's definitely a part missing in my life, and I think it could be great, you know, for me to be able to support a nice Christian woman and for them to be able to, you know, support and encourage my dreams. You know, I think that's huge, you know, in whatever relationships. You know, I had a couple girlfriends, and, you know, they were both great. I got nothing bad to say about them. And I've just learned that, like, you know, you really can, you know, we're talking about that here, you know faith over fear, discipline, things like that, you know, positive affirmations, you know, huge in relationships, you know, spouses, you know, you know, how do you, how do you speak to your spouse? You know, obviously, you know, relationships are difficult. They're not always easy. That's another thing people, you know, when you first get in a relationship, it's like sunshine and butterflies, you know, and then things get a little tough and that's when you're really tested, you know? Um, And, you know, the same is just like anything else, right? It's like, do you quit when it gets tough or do you keep going, you know? And obviously there's circumstances where it would be smart not to keep going, right? It would just like keep putting yourself through painful situations, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a minor, you know, situation and, you know, do you just bail or do you, do you, you know, talk it out? You know, some of those in my life, I, you know, had some difficult conversations and some of those difficult conversations ended up being the best because of how they helped in the future, you know, um, with different things, you know, personal relationships, different things like that. You know, it's all of those tough conversations that you need to have that you don't want to have, but you have them and you're like, you feel a lot better afterwards, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, I'm glad I had that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the it's like pulling a bandaid say, off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's great. But you know, and that's the sad part though of society now is that it's we have this mindset the grass is greener on the other side and it's easier to walk away than it is to try to fix the problem. Yeah. Minor problems. There's times where you need to go. Definitely, definitely. All right, last two here. And we'll let everyone go the rest of the night. But um, faith over fear, Bible and prayer, you know, just read the Bible, right? Like there's so much fear, so much uncertainty. As humans, our thoughts are not always in the right place. But we read that Bible, the truth, right? And a misconception I had when I was new to faith and God and Christianity was like, that God was just this big bad guy that just made everyone follow a bunch of rules and was like no fun and was like the bad guy, you know? But actually is opposite. Like he wants to help us and he may give us some guidelines. 
he, he, he might not, he may, he will, he does give us guidelines, he commands us some things, but it's for our own good to protect us, right? So, you know, it says, you know, Paul says, you know, focus on things that are honorable, excellent, you know? So, like, we need to focus on those things, and we're going to feel, I mean, from my, from my experience, I felt better when I do focus on those things, and when we take our focus off of God, that's when fear, when we try to do things our own, ourselves, that's when fear creeps in. Next thing, prayer. You know, prayer is just a simple conversation, just like you'd have a friend, just like we're having right now. But with God, he hears us. He might not answer immediately, but he hears us, and he, he definitely answers. Sometimes it's not exactly the way we think he would answer or we would like to answer, but in the end, everything happens for our good, right? And it's, it says in his word, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, then we're going to be saved. And that's just the simplest form. Bible, reading the Bible and praying is how you can have faith over fear. Last one, take action. I see it time and time again. People... They want to do something, overwhelm themselves. They think about everything that could go wrong. They have paralysis by overanalysis. They're thinking about everything, and they're just stuck. <laughs> it kind of happened to me the other day, actually. when um, So I went over to my aunt and uncle's pool. It was a beautiful day, palm trees, blue skies, everything. And they had a pool, and it was pretty cold. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be a lot warmer. <laughs> And um, I put my feet in the pool, and I was like, ooh, man, that is chilly. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I went in the pool, and all of a sudden, I just kind of froze up. I was going to, like, put, put my feet in the pool. I should have just not put my feet in the pool. That was a mistake, number one. I should have jumped in. But I tested the water, and then I, like, froze for, like, a minute. I was like, uh, do I want to go in? Do I not want to go in? So I think it's a perfect analogy for life that just keep things simple. Keep your goal in mind. Encourage yourself. Be encouraged by others. Encourage others and take action. Positive action um, will help overcome that paralysis by overanalysis. And um, it may just be taking that first step, right? Taking that first step towards your goal, making that call that you need to make, getting that task done on your calendar that you've been putting off for days or weeks and like nike says right there's a reason that he's been successful right just do it right just do it and i would encourage everyone listening you know whatever you want to achieve whether it's becoming a major league baseball player god willing like myself or whatever you want to do you want to make a million dollars you want to lose 10 pounds lose 20 pounds you want to be a better son, daughter, parent, you want to get that dream job, just take action, even if it's a little bit, because in the end, we know, right, a classic tale, it's in the hare, right, the tortoise wins the race, and he's slower than the hare, but the tortoise stays consistent until the end, slow progress is better than no progress, and the hare runs really fast, but then gets really tired and gets distracted, and the tortoise just steady eddy consistency over time yield positive results. It, it's perfect for what we're talking about. 
you know, discipline. We're talking about setting goals, removing distractions, staying focused, positive affirmations, community, taking action. It all goes together, right? And if you learned, if you're listening, you learned just one thing from tonight that it was worth it, right? And and really apply that to your life and tell others about it. And and it'll help them. It's that ripple effect, right? Like you throw a stone in the pool or not the pool, in the lake, and you see those ripples, right? That's the effect that we have on other people is through that ripple effect. And that's the effect that other people have on us. So be that positive ripple effect. And um, just closing it out here, I got a, another Bible verse. Love the Bible verses. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So this says in simpler terms that God is with us. He'll never leave us. And we don't have to fear because he'll give us strength. He'll be there with us through the storm. If you're listening right now or you're listening to the replay later on and you're going through a storm and life is getting tough and it seems like nothing is working in your favor, just keep holding on keep going. It will get better. And if you find yourself relying on yourself or your own strength, this might be the message you needed to hear to lean on God more, to, if you don't have a relationship with God, to lean into him, to learn about him, to read that Bible verse, to go to church. And if you do, if you are a believer, you can always go deeper, right? You can be more consistent in your faith. You can meet for that small group Bible study. You can reach out and pray for that, you know, pray for that person. Prayer. That's one of the most humbling things you can do is ask someone for prayer. Ask someone for help when you're going through it. Sometimes in the toughest moments that I had a hard time reaching out for help, asking people for help, asking people for prayer. But when I did, it was so rewarding and people were so helpful. People Generally, the general consensus, what I've found, especially if you're a decent person, if you're a good person, like people will help you. You know what I mean? And pass it along to help others. And, you know, there's there's so much negativity, so much fear in this world, whether it's, a, you know, on the news or in your personal life, that we have to continuously remind ourselves of these things, this, this discipline, this faith over fear. And keep going. Whatever you're doing, I believe in you. Mary believes in you. We believe in you. You can do it. Just got to keep going. So true. So I have to hop off and go join my. Thank you for joining us today. Have a good day. Have a good night. And join us back here tomorrow at noon for Travel Tuesday. And join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Rising to the Makers with your host, Gavin Johns. All right. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, everyone. And have a good night. Bye for now. Thank you, too. All right. God bless. Oh, 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 all right.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.